Hey, I'm Kevin Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Mm. Mm. Oh, this is tasty. It's good. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Um, hey, oh, hey, welcome in, guys. Um, <laughs> it is February 21st, 2018. Um, tons of Champions League action going on. But we are trying this beer right now. It Trogues? Is that how you pronounce it? I've said Trogues all my life, and if we're being specific, it's Trogues Perpetual IPA. Uh, yeah, it is an independent brewing, which, you know, I I think a lot of beer companies just, like, tag it on there to make it more hipster. Yeah, it's like that mom and, yeah, mom and uh, pop shops. Yeah, yeah when this is probably owned this by, like, Budweiser. Right. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it's pretty good. It's kind of cool. It's like has, like, an infinity sign on the front of it with, like, two... Uh, what are those things called? Uh, the, hops. The hops. Yeah. yeah they, they smell really good. I remember going to Dogfish Head and they smell like really, really good. And it's like cut in half and it has like gears in the middle of the one hop. And I guess it's supposed to be like, it's the, the gear, the thing that really gets it going within a beer, right? Is that hops? Is that how that works? I Yeah, I think so. I think that's like, yeah, burn the hops for flavor and shit. And I like, don't know how said, beer works. I just drink it. Drink it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's beautiful. Um, But yeah, what would you, what would you give this? All right. Um, I just looked at the alcohol content of it, and it's 7.5, which is always a plus. Oh, it's wow. It's really yummy. I, I give it a... What would you give it? Um, it also has IBU, which I have no fucking clue what that stands for. It has an IBU and then an 85 below it, which I don't know. I don't know. If it, anybody knows, tell us what IBU means. Uh, the hops, and then there's a hops description. It's like Bravo, Chinook, Mount Hood, Nugget, Citra, Cascade. I don't know what I don't think I know a fucking thing about beer. No, I just know it tastes good and I drink it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I would probably <laughs> give this around like an eight, eight yeah. point two. I was like, gonna give it a seven point five. Oh, you're going low this week. I oh. am. I am because oh. I can't keep drinking these like yeah. for hours for sports events or um sitting in my alone contemplating life events. Hmm. So gonna give it a seven point five, seventy five percent, but. It's, it's, it's still yummy. Cool it's yummy. Yeah, I can see myself relaxing to this. Maybe watching uh, Atlanta. I just started that. Donald Glover is so fucking talented. It hurts my. It <laughs> no, like hurts R.I.P. me. R.I.P. Childish Gambino. That's no more. No, he said he's coming out with another album. No, after this next album, he's done. Oh, with after it. the next yeah. album, I heard he's doing like. Oh no, 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 I heard about Kendrick and J. Cole yeah. doing like a split, which yeah. is. I can't wow. wait for that's that. It's like dreams are made of. Anyway, um, before we get into all this soccer action, we got some FA Cup. We're gonna talk about. Uh, people spitting on Aguero, um, which I know Martin would love. Uh, we got um, I'd do it. I, I we then we got um, talk about Tottenham almost bottling it. Uh, you know, day, it's every week. Um, <laughs> and then we have some Champions League action. We're not only going to talk about what happened today and yesterday. Uh, we're going to talk about last week with PSG and Real Madrid. But before we get there, we just want to do a quick shout out to StadiumScene.com. Uh, if you guys don't know, these guys fuck with us hard. I love them. They show us the best parking, tickets, uh, the best restaurants, the best places to go around a stadium when you're going to a sporting event. So, Martin, tell them where you can find us with them. Yeah. Like Kev said, we love these guys over at Stadium Scene. And you can find our shit, our videos, our podcast, our blogs, and probably some pictures of us somewhere out on there at Stadium Scene. TV. And in addition to that, you can find a lot of other cool podcasts up there. They do a great job supporting everyone, bringing Ooh. everyone together. I just want to do a quick shout out real quick. Um, the Soccer Tavern. 
Yeah. Um, and bros talking soccer, our boys, uh, who interviewed us once, I don't know why, but you know, they, 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 we fuck with each other. The stadium scene is adding new and more like podcasts and cool mm-hmm. shit. And now they're adding more soccer, which, you know, we need more soccer content. The soccer tavern does a bunch of like historical, they just did one on Arsenal, like the history of clubs. They did one on Newcastle, I think. And it was like about the tunes. I try and keep up with all this, everything that's going on. Like I try to listen to my minute blazers, my mm-hmm. ESPN, but I'm also listening to like my part of my take, my KFC. Cause I'm just a sports junkie, but stadium scene, love them. Um, let's move on to the games. We're, we'll start off some FA cup. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the, uh, the biggest news, the best news in my opinion. Oh, For all true Manchester fans, not these fake-ass 2008 Manchester City fans. Sorry, I had to get that out of my system. Are you okay? I am now. Okay. Manchester City went up against Wigan Athletic in the fifth round of the FA Cup. And just to give the people a little context of Wigan and Manchester City's history together, (coughs) Wigan has made Man City its bitch. That is true. It it. You know what? No one's talking about this percentage or this saber metric. Uh, Wigan makes up one third of Man City's losses this year. Good. Oh, good. I'll t- I'll tell you what that that is something to be proud of. Yeah. Uh, Man City has played like what? I think it's like forty two games this mm-hmm. season. And lost they've three. three. Jesus. Uh, one to Liverpool. Um, and then I guess they. I think they lost one in the League Cup. No, no, no. And they no, they like, lost one early in earlier in the season, I think. No, because remember they were undefeated. That's right. Uh, so they have three losses, maybe one in the Champions League, probably. Um, anyway, what a crazy game! Yeah. Uh, Will Griggs is on fire, which immediately like me and Martin are sitting there like we were fucking off like when this game was going on. Uh, this would have been on Monday. No, no, the weekend. It was when Monday. It had to have been Monday because yeah. I just got back. Um, welcome back. Thank um, you. it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think Wigan is playing Manchester City. And we're like, oh, shit. And we get into the game. We're like, it's still nil-nil. Like, on paper, like, when you see Man City go up against these type of teams this year, I mean, in the Premier League, when I see them play Stoke or West West Ham, I'm like, it's probably going to be, like, 5-0. Like, you know what I mean? So, they're thinking the same thing. And then to see, like, it was like time kept going on and on. And I'm like, this? What is happening? Like, it was so weird. I felt like I was in a Twilight Zone, like, Black Mirror episode. I was like, what the why are they scoring? And they shot after shot. They just couldn't get anything going. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And no matter how much they pressed, either their finishing let them down or something messed up. Uh, Aguero dived, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, in the 80th minute, Will Grigg, Northern Ireland, I'm sorry, Ireland's Yeah, better legend. get that fucking straight. That's on me. Ireland's legend, Will Grigg, is still on fire. That man had a spark in him. Someone poured some gasoline on him. And you know what? He uh, he capitalized on a mistake from Kyle Walker. What was he doing? I don't know. Kyle Walker tried this dummy shit, and the ball went past him, and Will Griggs was just like, yeah, I'm going to take that. Like, I've having, like, Kyle Walker has been so on point, mm-hmm. so like to see him make a mistake like that defensively, I was like, I was just, I would think Kyle Walker had money on this game for Wigan to win because the odds had to have been astronomical. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not saying Kyle Walker bet against You're just Man saying. City. You're I'm just, just saying. saying. I'm just saying. When people say I'm just saying, that means it's not like I'm not just saying it. Right. But yeah. You know what right. I mean? Kyle and, Walker definitely bet against, against his own team. team yeah. Um, because it's so bizarre because like it was just went right by him. Yep. Well, Griggs was like, it was a present. And then that that one touch he had that just set it up perfectly and slotted to the bottom right. And even the commentators were saying, like, Claudio Bravo's position was still, like, it was a fine hit. He curled it. Like, Will yeah. Griggs put it, curled it right into the back right. Again, like, 
Claudio Bravo being found out and like Claudio Bravo just which is I get like pissed off when I watch Claudio Bravo play because again during this whole game he's trying to be a midfielder like he's coming so far out of the box and like trying to prove again that he can play this Man City way which is like (laughs) which is like Ederson's totally out perform this whole system this whole play oh yeah and he's like you know what guys i still got it i used to play for barcelona you know like we're i'm still cool and it's like no you you suck he looks desperate you know when when uh when someone tries their fucking hardest to impress you and just goes me at the bar yes yes absolutely i wasn't gonna bring any names into Thank it you. but yeah. kevin at i get the my bar. tits out yeah <laughs> so imagine kevin at a bar and he he sees someone that he finds attractive and instead of doing the normal thing to do which is go over uh not sloppily drunk and say hi my name's kevin nice to meet you yada 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 they fall in love get married live happily ever after let's just say kevin lifts lifts up his shirt says look at my titties look at my titties that's what claudio bravo is doing he's essentially like pulling up his shirt and trying to yeah he's looking very desperate some self-esteem issues for sure Mm -hmm. um and it was just it was just relentless just shot after shot and like they had to sub on Kevin De Bruyne mm-hmm. Bernardo Silva had some glimpses but like it was it it was such a bizarre game cuz i think man city had what like 21 shots it yeah. was at least over 20 and the whole time i'm just like how is this not going in they just couldn't break down wigan wigan was so defensively sound and like towards the end of the game they're like like they had one break and one i think it was a winger or a striker was going forward Rest of the team didn't follow. They were like they were so exhausted. Yeah. You yeah. can tell the Wigan players <laughs> were fucking just like dying. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, oh, isn't Wigan a championship team? No, no, they're a League One team. And I mean, they're top three in League One. Which I'm not saying like, oh well, it, it, it did make me do that. Like, oh well, at least they're going to be up in the championship next year. Like um, that makes any maybe, difference. Maybe. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. Um, I don't know how you get promoted in that if it's top three go or if there's some playoff shit. But dude hat off to Wigan like well done containing the giant the beast the monster that is Manchester City and let's get let's get to the end of the game um the final two minutes were absolutely wild uh the ref let some stoppage time roll over and you could hear the Wiggins fans Wigan fans getting more and more like whistling yeah yeah yeah, I love it I love it if you're not familiar with soccer like when the uh, what's it called the clock goes past the a lot of stoppage time you're gonna hear all the entire stadium like whistling and for the longest time i didn't know what that meant i was like what the fuck stop whistling because i thought I get- it was booing when yeah. i first started watching soccer i was just like is this how the english boo are they, they whistle? so polite they whistle yeah it's like it's like you snap your fingers to clap like you know right. like you know um it was so i was like but yeah so that's why they do that they're like they're pretty much saying like hey ref get your thumb out of your ass like blow the whistle right and there was a, it was almost like a minute it felt like went past mm-hmm. the four minute plus stoppage time and and uh, city was on the attack the, the entire, entire time. time yeah um and oh sorry i was getting a phone call that doesn't matter soccer comes first anyway um and then yeah at the end of the game like obviously the wigan fans this is the greatest win in probably their entire history probably since 2013 when they defeated manchester city in the, uh, I think it was the second round, or the, I'm sorry, not the second round, like the fifth round or sixth round, they defeated them in 2013. Did and they? Then they? Oh, yeah. Oh. And then that's why I was saying Wigan made City the bit, their bitch, because they beat Manchester City in the FA Cup final in 2011, beat them in 2013 to move on to the next round, and again in the fifth round this <sighs> year, Wigan makes City their bitch for the third year, third time, third time's a charm, but, dude... This is where it gets sketchy. Yeah. After the field, after the game, 
the Wigan fans stormed the field, which I totally get emotionally. Like I, to- I totally get why they, mm-hmm. why they stormed the field, but. Some shit always happens when fans storm the field, and this isn't any different. And um, if the reports are to be believed, which, I mean, I don't know why. I, I, would have, be no reason, I, have, I have no reason not to believe right. him. Right. Yeah. So, Aguero, after missing a couple opportunities, crashing out of the FA Cup, uh, ruining the quadruple, is still on the field when these fans uh, start storming it. And this one Wigan fan allegedly spit at him and then said, suck a dick, Aguero. Suck his dick. Suck well. Suck well, my dick. That's suck right. My dick. I didn't want to say suck my dick because I never have met Aguero and told him to suck my personal dick. I would so, though. So and I know. Yeah. But in, <laughs> but in context, he was saying to suck his dick, the personal fan. Yep. Um and supposedly got in his face and was very close. Um and this is where me and Martin we got into a little debate while we were at work. We were talking about this like and. Following that, after he said S my D for all the kids, <laughs> all the kids listening to this, um, he slapped this fan in the face, which again is a very European like headline. <laughs> like when I read it, I was like, slapped in the face. I'm like, ah, oh, just it's so European. It's like, so like <laughs> it's so romantic and like medieval. Like, just like, how dare you, how sir? How dare you? Like, takes off his glove and like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like it's a, like it's, it's a, Euro- a duel, <laughs> it's a duel to the death. Um, I, I, which I was just like cracking up about. Um, so there was an FA uh, investigation because yeah. Pep uh, supposedly also pushed a third official because he didn't agree with a lot of his how he allowed stuff to happen and play and like um, and didn't punish some of the Wigan players. After the investigation concluded, they found that there will be no suspensions, no penalties, no fines against either Pep Guardiola or Sergio Aguero. So Martin, what is what is your take on this? You can start with certain. I mean. I think we both agree Pep Guardiola. Yeah. If it is true, definitely should have had like a two-match, at least one-match ban probably. Yeah, let's start with uh, Pep because Aguero makes it a little bit more complicated. I think Pep is pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, if you shove, if you put hands on a referee, um, the other coach, whatever, you're going to be fine. You're going to be banned. But it's not the case here. And seriously, dude, I know this sounds like some Manchester United hate, but... You're hating Manchester United? Nope. No, oh. some Manchester, some hate oh, because you gotta of Manchester this. You United. Gotta, you go, That's one, true. Two, one, okay. That's true. So, I think if Mourinho did this, if Wenger did this, mm-hmm. if Conte did this, if Poch did this, if any other coach in the Premier League did this, they would be fined three game or fined and suspended X amount of games. But because Pep is Premier League's golden boy, City's uh, mastermind, he won't be touched. And I think. He rules are rules. If you shove a if you shove a fourth official, then you deserve to get fined or uh, suspended. No ifs there, ands and buts. Or at least made fun of for his turtlenecks. Yes, and I, bald I, head. Bald head. Um, oh, yeah. Gonna, I, I'll, I'll say that. I'm probably gonna go bald. So like, I got a widow's peak. Like it's yeah, same. It, oh, dude, it sucks. <laughs> oh, Men and Blazers. We'll be there soon. Um. Anyway, I, I completely agree. If he touched referee, that's definitely at least a two-match ban. I think Mourinho got banned for fucking throwing a water bottle. Yeah, endangering fans by throwing, throwing a water, water bottle. bottle. It's like, uh, it's only because it was Tottenham fans. Oh, anyway. They bottled it. Um, anyway, uh, I'm not, we're not even touching about Tottenham. They also played an FA Cup match. They almost blew it. They got a last-minute goal by Harry Kane or something. No, 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 no. They Rochdale equalized it in the 92nd minute. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rochdale, who's like bottom of League One, who's going to get relegated to League Two. Like, they're pretty much like a Sunday League. Right. Like, beat Tottenham, which is so Tottenham. Um, but moving on from Pep to Aguero, I find that, uh, like, 
I think Aguero is in the right in a sense that like when someone storms the field, like these fans only pay, like they think that their entitlement is that they can do anything they want. You're only allowed you this is what you get when you buy a ticket. You can sit in the stand, you can buy some drinks, which you're not even allowed to drink in the stand, which I found that out when you're over there, which makes, you know, England England's kind of soft, even though they probably had a lot of high death rates because of it. Anyway. Um, and that's it. And you can do some booing, but it has to be like graceful. It has to have some respect. Like you say, like you suck. You can't like, I mean, obviously they well, say not they, even that as long as you're in the fans, I feel like you can say whatever you want because there's some goddamn awful chance, like, uh, either racist or sexist. Or well, just no, no, no racism mean. or sexism, which I mean, sometimes they get away with. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, the one earlier in the year when they talked about Lukaku's dick being huge, it's like, that's just kind of fun. That's, funny. <laughs> that's, that's not funny. racist. Just, like, that's a compliment. And probably true. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's probably huge. The guy's like a rugby player out right. there. That's what our friend earlier said about the Sevilla <laughs> game. Um, but I think Aguero is on his right to defend himself because you don't know what this fan is capable of. You don't know what any of them are capable of. And if you have one spitting and like shouting in your face, I'm. I think he's like. It's when you enter the ring, your gloves are off. Like you enter the ring, I think there's no rules. It becomes fucking like the like it's you're like in uncharted waters, or you're like it's a it's a aquatic law you know what i'm talking about what's that called uh maritime law it's like literally like <laughs> aquatic law, law aquatic law you dumb shit yeah, uh, life aquatic <laughs> starring bill murray it becomes life aquatic with bill murray and william defoe <laughs> anyway uh i think you, he's on his right like if i was him it's kind of like with russell westbrook he got fucking ripped apart for pushing that like fat asian dude after he stormed the uh, stormed the basketball court after he lost it was like yeah like in his face and Russell Westbrook's like, get the fuck, and like just shoved him away from him. I think it's the same principle. One was more European than a slap, but you know, like, I, I think he, I, I, so go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I agree on principle about it, but mm-hmm. it just seems like Aguero, Man City, is being held to different standards than the rest of the world. Um, it doesn't take a mastermind to look around the world and see that fans suck. Like, yeah. I'll tell you what, like, when Kevin and I go to sporting events, we're we're god-awful. We're intolerable. We are, and, like, that's that's just the way fans are around the world. And you see horror stories, um, say, when Danny Alves was at uh, Juventus. There was some racism chants. He could have reacted. He could have uh, listened to these chants and said, oh, fuck you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go confront this immediately. Mm-hmm. And you saw that with Patrice Evra. Mm-hmm. He, some some dumbass fan chanted some racist shit, and Patrice Eva Eva went after him, kicked mm-hmm. him in the fucking face, and Patrice Eva was suspended for an entire half season. Mm-hmm. So, the only thing that messes me up with this is why isn't Aguero held to that same standard? Because if it was uh, Danny Alves, if it was Patrice Eva, if it was Ronnie, if it was Messi. And they were being abused, and they reacted as such. They would be suspended, no ifs, theirs, ands, and buts. And that is the second time I have used that in this podcast, and wow. I have never said that before in my life. Uh, you're fucking so that's weirdo. weird. Yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> fucking weirdo. Anyway, um, I think the difference is they like the player went to them, and instead of the this time, the fan came to them. So I think that's where lies the difference. Where like I understand what you're saying, like Aguero, like probably regrets doing that and probably regrets like that he hit a fan but at the same time like 
I can't say if I was in that same situation how I would have reacted. I would have hit that fan. Yeah, totally. One hundred percent. I would have fucking ended his life. If you come on the field, I will fucking murder you. You do not get the right to come on field. I don't care if you just won the Champions League and I'm if I lost and I'm on the field and you come up to me and say you suck, I will probably murder you. So like I understand what you're saying. I think there's more of a gray area. I understand the rules. No, but, there's definitely but, I mean, a gray area. There's yeah, a weirdness to like, it. If I saw Aguero got like a match ban for that, I mean, I would have been like, ah, oh, that sucks, but I understand. Right, That's right. That's the rule. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I'm siding with Aguero, and I understand also on the other side why there wasn't a ban. So, yeah. we, so I think we, we're like we, the exact opposite there. Like we understand both sides, mm-hmm. but both of us support a different side. And I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm sure it's part of my bias against oh, yeah, City like, and all that shit, but you know what? Life's life, and I can have my biases. So yeah, no, I'm yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Fuck City. That's fuck fine. City. <laughs> um, they got a loss, which literally, was, I was like, man, this is Christmas. Um, so let's move on to the Champions League. Yeah. Champions. The Champions. Oh, Speaking of which, oh. before we start this discussion, yes, what's up? Did you see? How Bayern Munich still somehow destroys Arsenal, even though they're not in the Champions League right now. Oh, yeah. I saw that tweet. Yeah. um, Someone said, uh, uh, what's it called? Bayern Munich tweeted, like, it's so beautiful. And they, like, tweeted the Champions League soundtrack or, like, the song. Mm -hmm. And someone said, tweeted, hey, the Europa League uh, song is way better. And then they replied to him, you must be an Arsenal fan. (laughs) (laughs) So with that little nugget. It just never ends. Like, it's just like this whole time is just like fucking torture for me. Like, I am in Champions League hell because I love Champions League and I'm such a fan of Champions League football. But the jokes about Arsenal, even when they're not in it, just never end. Like, it's like this cycle of Arsenal being the butt end of a joke. Even if they're not a part of it, I had this, like, slim thought. I was like, oh, like... Well, we're not in the Champions League. They can't make fun of us. And it's like they're making fun of us even when we're not there. So, Welcome to my life last year. Yeah. It, it sucks, dude. It, it does suck. And especially because we have like some fucking serious Yeah, right. You actually have a competition yeah, this year. Yeah, we didn't. You guys played like Ajax like for the final. <laughs> right. I think the average age was 18. Yeah. <laughs> Against like a $200 million squad. Yeah. So. Against a, a not a top five league. Right. <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, so let's move into the Champions League. Um, let's start off. We're going to start off with last week. And how about we start off with the big game? Uh, Which one? Oh, ooh. Mm, ooh. Um, mm. ooh, actually, let's start off. Uh, since we already brought up Tottenham, let's start off Tottenham versus Juventus. Um, and before we started this game, I kind of thought since Juventus had the home field advantage, I was thinking it was going to be a dominant performance uh, by Juventus. And, you know, it, it started off like that. It was 2-0. Yeah, and we actually uh, were talking about this because, once again, we don't have a life outside of sports. Uh, we were talking about this before the game, and we made our we both made our predictions, and I think Kev picked Juventus, I picked Tottenham. And the first 15 minutes of that game, I thought I made a horrible fucking call. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all didn't see the game or if you guys forgot about it, if you have short-term memory loss, long-term whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, beer time loss. Beer time loss. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a real thing. Yeah, it's real science. <laughs> In the second minute, Fat Man, a.k.a. Gonzalo Higuain, just slips a sneaky... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's on me. It was Higuain, yeah. Is it? It was oh, Fat shit. Man, yeah, because I literally tweeted, Fat Man! Fat Man! I was like, I think I tweeted at Sam's Army, or I should have. I said, like, haha, Fat Man strikes again. <laughs> right. And I'll tell you what, it was just Tottenham being lackadaisical, with Tottenham being lazy, because it was a free kick probably what 40 45 yards away from the goal and Tottenham lined up like it was any other free kick and 
He just passed it right to Gonzalo Higuain, who was unmarked at the edge of the 18. And Higuain, to his credit, does what the fat man does and slipped it right, right past Hugo Lloris to start off the scoring in the second minute. At that point, I was just like, it's oh, a goal shit. fest. Yeah, I literally thought, I was like, well, this is fucking over. Um, yeah, and like it's shortly followed by the second goal, who I actually don't remember who scored that. Who was Higuain. That? It was he? Oh, it was the penalty, right? Mm-hmm. And then he scrubbed the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's all coming back to me. A week is a long time, you know. Time That's is- why I got confused. I was just like, wait, did Higuain score that first goal? Did he? I don't know. I just love the jokes about him being fat. It just makes me feel better because he's so much more in shape than me. But the fact that he's considered considered fat, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it just makes me feel good about myself when that guy is like, like runs like 90 meters a game and like back and forth and right just it's i don't know anyway you um, got a future kev i, I think so. you got hope it's i'm still we're still younger than harry kane that's barely actually we'll always be younger than harry kane <laughs> unless he does wait is that how time works no i don't think so like, i think it like it's a flat circle so you jump yeah, so ahead it, jump it, back whenever you want happened has happened murphy's law no, no. anything that can happen <laughs> will happen that's not it it's interstellar Murph, um, um, Murph, <laughs> Matthew. Um, anyway, it was it was just seeming like it was Juventus's game the whole time, yep. um, and then for some reason the second half it was just like a switch. Tottenham just came at them so hard, and it was such an entertaining game that like again comes back to the, my thought always that people would call soccer boring. This is the Champions League is offered nothing but exciting games. Yeah, it, it's been fantastic, and Tottenham came out gunning for them. And, you know, it, it's really crazy to see such a, a great team like Juventus, who has great defense, a great goalie, finally almost succumb to that younger side, that up-and-up squad. And that's exactly how that second half played out. And we saw how dangerous Tottenham can be on every single level, where it starts in their defense, and they boosted up to Moussa Dembele, who I think is the best central defensive midfielder in the Premier League, probably, arguably. Five, the, I would say yeah. like in the world, yeah. Right. I mean, like I still think about Arturo Vidal, who gets forgotten about because in Bundesliga, I think about. Well, he's just a center midfielder, isn't yeah. he? he is, um, yeah, Musa is like a, he's a very odd player because he has the ability to make some crunching tackles and then take the ball up 50 yards. And that's what he did time and time again in the Juventus game. And... You know what? When you have a player like that who can take the ball out of danger and then feed it to uh, Erickson, to Alley, to Son, uh, to Kane, within five seconds is just a phenomenal part of that team. And I, I know Harry Kane will get all the praise and get all the credit for that draw. Not all the trophies. Not all the trophies. No trophies for you, Mr. Kane. But I think Moussa Dembele was the MVP of that match. Definitely the second half. Yeah, just definitely dominated, which seemed like a depleted Juventus side. They played without Dybala, Quadrado, um, a couple other like key players, which is just like, I remember looking at the team sheet, like, well, where is everybody? Right. Like, what's going on? Um, I mean, the goals by, uh, was it Kane? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, who's this? was it Erickson? Erickson. Erickson, yeah, it was just like the two. It's like the Batman and Robin, you know what right. I mean? Like, it's just like either one scoring or one's assisting, you know what I mean? So it's Batman and Batman. Batman, Batman, Batman. Batman and, squared. And, and then there's Batman. Oh, is he the villain? I think so. Batman's the villain again. Or it depends wait, who you root for. Wait, <laughs> is Batshuayi Batman? He's Shit. Batsman. Bats, oh, Batsman. Yeah. Okay. There's and that S that's Where does Bendy come in? Is he Sharkman? 
Uh, he's uh, rotting the bench hard as shit because he's been injured all year. So okay, fuck <laughs> off. <man. laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Um. So, uh, overall, very entertaining game. Way for uh Totten to get two away goals. Um, but it's not over. I think it's gonna be very interesting when they go over to uh, Wembley. So yeah, it'll be a very, very interesting. I'm so excited for the second leg of this because I think both teams are. I thought Tottenham still needed time to mature. I think they're ready. I think they're ready. I really think I'm gonna still go towards Juventus if Pablo DiBala is back. I think he could be the the uh, red, the dark. I'm thinking of a word that will you know say like he's think the, about the it. clutch man, the the ringer, the ringer maybe. The I was thinking. Uh, no, I, I'm done. You're I done. Can't. Okay. I can't. <laughs> I think he's gonna be the factor in this game. I'll say yeah. That. Um. So I I think it'll be interesting. I'm not gonna make a prediction now. I think it's too early. Anything can happen. Poch could you know somehow go to Real Madrid midseason and replace Zidane, even though he's in great form. Anyway, let's move on. Oh, what thinking about it? Yeah. Um. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, PSG. Versus Real Madrid. Um, I went into this game. I'm not going to lie. I thought PSG was going to be the dominant team. uh, Which, in a sense, they were. But still were outclassed by Real Madrid. Which I think goes back down to a lot of weird coaching decisions by Unai Emery. Uh, Starting off, uh, no captain. Where is Thiago Silva? I think that was one of the big headlines going into this game. Not starting the Brazilian captain in this match, which knew was and he playing a very inexperienced player in his place. Who was what was his name? I can't remember. Uh, it started with a K. Yeah, something. He I, was. It was his second uh, Champions League appearance ever compared and, to Thiago Silva, right. who's been I think playing since before I even knew what soccer was. He's like thirty three years old. Yeah, the guy's a fucking ledge. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been playing for PSG, which is like, how, yeah. how much of a legend can he be? Um, he's their only legend. Yeah. Zlatan even doesn't even get like he's he's like the top goal scorer and it felt like he was only there for like three years. It was uh, his retirement tour. Yeah, he well, started at PSG, went to Manchester United, and now he's gonna go to MLS. It's his retirement tour. I love it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, lots lots of talk during this game. A lot of uh, falling. A lot of I would say questionable flopping. Uh, Martin, how about you take it over from here? Yeah. Um, so let's just talk about the mindset going into this game real quick and uh then i'm gonna talk about the flopping because that shit makes me so pissed off like nothing else gets me so angry as flopping does i am jazzed up i am all hot right now i'm hot hansel hansel no hansel so hot (laughs) god damn that hansel he's he's so hot right now that's me that's That's me and so going into this game you had you had Real Madrid, and everybody knows Real Madrid's history. They're a phenomenal team. They're uh, two-time champions winners within the last three years. and Three out of four, actually. Three out of four, yeah. Oh, and shit. you know what? They, they come up against PSG, who is this money-making machine who has got all this talent from around the world and has utterly destroyed Ligue 1. Um, they have no real challenge in Ligue 1. So this was a big test for not only PSG, but their plan to dump money into a team and make it a superstar team. So this was a huge test for everyone at PSG, including the coaching staff, the owners, everything. And they went up against a storied but older Real Madrid. So you could either pick PSG to win it or Real Madrid to win it. Kev chose PSG. Um, Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. And, you know, I chose Real Madrid solely based on their history. Mm-hmm. I chose Real Madrid because of their experience, whereas PSG doesn't have experience. And 
I honestly think that experience showed absolutely through the entire game. Because, like you said, PSG had some chances. They had some brilliant chances. They had portions of the game where they dominated it. But Real Madrid never looked like they were panicked. Uh, they were playing, correct me if I'm wrong, they were playing at the Bernabeu. And they had their fan support. They know that stadium. Mm-hmm. And they were able to use their collective experience to just overwhelm this younger team who doesn't have what Real Madrid has, a history, a manager who is so close with these players. And I think it, it showed. Um, but to get to your point about flopping, that shit's got to stop. Like, yeah, it's I mean, just ridiculous. It felt like every player, I mean, go the 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 biggest example is Tony Cruz, obviously. I don't agree with that call. I think there was some contact, but I don't think he went down way too fast. That's I think Tony Cruz, I think that was a flop. Um, that's just, you can disagree with me. That's fine. I just felt like many of the players were going down very easily to a degree where I thought it was the ref should have called on. Because sometimes the ref at first like doesn't know like what's happening. I feel like the referee should have caught on to that. So obviously you have the penalty to... Pardon me. To Ronaldo, who Pinaldo is Pinaldo, he'll put it away. Um and from there on, like it still felt like PSG was in it. I felt like Rabio did a fabulous job in the midfield. The midfield should just should not be upset with themselves. I thought Verratti and Rabio dominated the midfield and they gave Neymar, who was so careless with the ball, it was um just like playing like I feel like Neymar was just trying to put on his audition for Real Madrid almost. And we've said that before with uh, the likes of Alexi, the likes of Hazard, where they kind of take some games as a audition. They uh, look at it as like, I'm going to impress my next team. And that's exactly what it felt like for Neymar. He didn't look to pass the ball. He didn't look to contain the ball. He just looked to dazzle to get a shot on goal. And to his credit, he was able to do that a couple times. But that's not how you win games. And that's mm. definitely not how you win games against uh, Real Madrid, against those Barcelonas, Bayern Munichs, Juventuses. It's yeah, got to be a team effort. Yeah, you're not playing a bunch of just, like, guys who have an, another job in league. Uh, mm-hmm. doing, like, people who are working two different jobs. Preach. Preach. And for me, like, it's awesome you can be, um, I don't know, Marseille 8-0 on a fucking Saturday. There's a difference to try and beat Real Madrid on a Tuesday. And it was just so obvious that, like, they had countless chances they just squandered going forward where the front three should have just, like, it should have been, like, like 4-0 or something at one point. Like, I was so, like, lit down by their lack of finishing that it just, like, I don't even have words. I'm sorry. I'm stuttering because I'm just like, it just upset me because I think I put my heart into PSG because before going into this game, there was two storylines that you brought up to my attention. If they beat Real Madrid, this is the new era of PSG. The money was well spent. Neymar is going to go down as a legend. They're going to go on to win a Champions League. They're not going to be made fun of as this like team that's almost like an Arsenal-esque where they just go into the Champions League and fall out, but they'll still win the league, which no one cares about. Like Arsenal will always win the fourth uh, the fourth spot in the Premier League, which is not a title. I, th- But the second storyline is, oh, they get their ass beat, which they did. Uh, scoreline aside, like, I mean, you can talk about the play on the field. I'm looking at the scoreline based on that. 3-1 is 
doesn't look good. Right. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the stats say. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's about the result, and the result shows that this gamble, this risk to put in so much money into the team didn't really pay off because you win against – I wouldn't put Real Madrid the best team in the world. I, I would put Barcelona at this time the mm-hmm. best team in the world. Hell, I'd put Bayern Munich above Real Madrid at this time. So you went up against the third best team in the world, and – the the end result is you got embarrassed and like you said the the that was the storyline for PSG but on the other hand this was Real Madrid's make or break it mm-hmm. game and if they won their legacy keeps continuing if they lost this is the end of their second Galacticos period mm-hmm. uh, this was going to be the end of Real Madrid but Real Madrid stepped up to the fucking plate. Um, you saw that in the coaching. You saw that in the players. The players wanted it, mm-hmm. um, and and you could see that with Sergio Ramos. You could see that with uh, Ronaldo. You could see that even with Cruz. And and to Cruz's credit, he's not known to be a flopper. So that that was an odd call for mm-hmm. me. Um, I I think it it would have been a foul if um, he kept hanging on to his neck. Mm-hmm. But at that point in time, I don't think it was a foul. But that goal allowed Real Madrid to reestablish the fact that they are the dominant team, Mm. that they're not to be messed with. And they just took it and ran with it while PSG kind of slumped back and was just like, oh, oh, fuck, we're tied. Okay, how do do we get out of this? Yeah, exactly. I think, and then Ronaldo with the knee goal and just like, it just seemed to go right out of like, PSG's hands right in front of them and Unai Emery with his hands in his face like thinking like this is his death wish this is exactly he's going to be getting the sack soon and that's been the storyline I feel that's like, been the storyline since the Barcelona game last year yeah and it hasn't ended which is actually shocking I'm surprised mm-hmm. Unai Emery hasn't gotten the sack because some of his coaching decisions are just abysmal like honestly like we make fun of like Lucas uh uh, Lucas Enrique, mm-hmm. um, Luis, Luis Enrique, pardon me, uh, because it was like, oh, how can you mess up with Barcelona when you have like Messi, Suarez, and Neymar? And you can see, I think PSG may have had like um, close to at least more youthful talent Absolutely. than Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. I think, and like you can see how even with all this youthful talent, when you have Neymar, who could be considered like the third best player in the world, which to that point, I just want to give up. Uh, Thierry Henry, my idol, my hero, for coming out with the best statement about Neymar. Um, the whole storyline, which I even wrote a whole blog about this, about Neymar and Kyrie being in the shadow of two greats, LeBron and Messi. And <laughs> Henry came out and said, like, if you think you're living in the shadow of Messi, uh, just pick another sport. <laughs> like He was just, like, essentially saying, like, everyone's in the shadow of Messi. You're no one's even close to him, besides like Ronaldo. But like the fact that Neymar was running away to get out of the shadow, it's like, dude, like no, one, there's never going to be another Messi, so don't even try. No, and and this is beside the point. But if you wanted to get out of the shadow of Neymar, you don't go to Ligue you don't go to PSG. Mm-hmm. So that's on Neymar. But at the end of the day, I think that this result showed two different teams. This showed Real Madrid as a team as a cohesive unit uh, managed by Zidane and Zidane. And then you see PSG, who's who's almost fractured, but it is a group of individuals who possess this amazing talent. Um, and you can see that from Rabiot to Verratti to uh, Cavani to Mbappe to Neymar, but they're not a team. They're mm-hmm. a bunch of independent players who have brilliance at their foot. But when push comes to shove, 
they could not do anything against Real Madrid. And it showed it at the end of the day. Real Madrid had that that uh, experience. calm. Yeah, experience. So they remained calm. They knew how to win this game. And they relied on each other. Each part, Ronaldo relied on Cruz to feed him the ball. Um, Bale came on and supported Ronaldo. And you saw it in the back with Sergio Ramos. A lot more chemistry, for sure. Absolutely. And I think this next leg, this uh, return to Paris leg, is going to be very interesting because... I mean, PSG is not out of it. Right, exactly. Two home goals, and that away goal weighs heavily. So, like, Mm -hmm. two home goals, which all they do is score a ton of home. I'm not counting PSG out. I think they can rally from this, but it's going to be hard. It's It's definitely going to be be hard. really tough, and I feel like Zidane is planning... Um, for a more defensive-minded game, but don't get me wrong, I think they're still going to push forward. It's Ronaldo. It's it's Real Madrid. They're still not. They're not going to tuck in and park they the don't bus. Park the bus, yeah. absolutely. So, so I, it was I, a great game, though. It was. It was it fun. Was super fun game. Um, we'll just highlight a couple others. Liverpool beat the fucking snot out of uh, Porto. Yeah. Um, shout out to Portuguese league. Um, you guys got your you got your dick ripped off. That's the best. <laughs> that's the most polite way. That's the most polite way to put it. Yeah, I'm being really polite. Um, Mane, Salah, which Salah, which was all over the headlines because he did the most fantastic goal ever. I I love Jamie Carragher's comments on it. It's like, if this was messy, people would be losing their minds because I remember Martin was the one who sent this to me. We were at work. I couldn't even see the goal, which I'm, well, I wouldn't have watched it anyway because I would have watched, I've been watching Real Madrid PSG or I think it was Tottenham Juventus. I I forget which one was on. But I, I was like, that's one of the best goals I've ever seen done. Like, just dribbled it all over himself. He's just just coming all over himself and just, like, just put it away. It was great. It, yeah, it was incredible. And Jamie Carragher is fucking bang on there. If this was Ronaldo, if this was Messi, if this was Lukaku, if Name this on. was Lacazette, any other player than Mohamed Salah, the media would be just like, holy, oh my, oh, jeez, oh, Lord, that's pretty. But... I think I think this is interesting that we've gotten almost used to Salah's brilliance. That this is just another goal for him, and you know just what? Dicks on everyone. Yeah, and if you haven't seen this goal, definitely go look it up. He juggles over a defender and just taps the ball in. It is absolutely gorgeous. But like Kevin said, there's no real interest in this game. Liverpool fucking wrecked FC Porto. Shout out to every single person that represents FC Porto. I don't know anybody except Zach Fry. Shout out to you. you Shout just out to got Zach. I haven't seen screwed. a bigger L since Louisville in the past week. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry, Rupertino. Kevin um, Ware still got his big ass ring though. Yeah, you, I got a big ring and a whole lot of Drake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was me like drunk trying to remember that uh, uh, <laughs> Drake nice. song. Oh, I'm gonna get caught out for that, aren't I? Um, anyway, yeah, Liverpool just totally destroyed because we got Salah. Do 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 do. I'm so Mane, done with it. Mane, do, 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 do. Stop being happy. Okay. okay. Um, for me, no. Stop being happy. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was pretty much those games. You want to move into today's games? Yeah. Let's, or, I mean, this week's. Yeah. Games? Let's let's move into. We've this been time week's traveling. Games. We we start off with it's FA Cup travel, and then we travel back in time to last week's Champions League games. Um, we're back. And now we're back to present day. Um, <laughs> Marty, we're back. Where we're going, we don't need cars. Um, Dude, I swear, this is totally off topic, but I swear the older I get, the more people call me Marty, Marty. instead of Martin. <laughs> Can I call you Morty? Morty? Morty. 
Oh, Grandpa Rick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did. This is our friend Morty. He's on the new episode. Um, anyway, uh, lots of fun games going on. Uh, yesterday, um, uh, we had the big, uh, what's it called? A uh, rematch or just continued like, which is such a weird like rivalry: Chelsea and Barcelona. Which I forget about this rather serious rivalry between them that's been going on since like the early 2000s right right um it's it's kind it's like it creeps up on you almost like when they do play each other and you're like oh shit there's like uh champions league final you got iniesta ripping off his jersey you have john terry getting a red card you have didier drogba michael ballack you have such legends and you know what michael falsack yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think i think the only difference between this kind of pseudo rivalry between Chelsea and Barcelona and rivalries like United and Liverpool, Tottenham and um, uh, Arsenal is that this is like the most respectful rivalry ever. Yeah. Like there, people don't chat shit. People don't fucking go crazy. This is just like, well, fuck it's, it's you again. No, it's like so evenly matched. Right. I saw the Bleacher Report thing. It was like 19 goals, 19 goals aggregate or something mm-hmm. like that. It's not like the... I'm not even going to... I'm like already laughing trying to say this. It's not like it's one-sided where it's like Bayern Munich versus Arsenal <laughs> where Bayern Munich just essentially just dicks on Arsenal every year, which I do want to admit that we are better than Besquitas. Arsenal is better than Besquitas. By one goal. By one goal. Just barely. Which is also the saddest fucking thing I've ever <laughs> said in my life that Arsenal is better than Besquitas. Fuck. Um, it is really sad to say that. Uh, Bayern Munich dicked all over them. We don't even have to cover that game. It was just Bayern Munich being Bayern Munich against a lesser squad such as Arsenal. Or anyway, Bestikis. So Chelsea, Arsenal. Or Chelsea, Barcelona. These 7.5% beers are getting to me. Is such a weird rivalry because it's been going on for so long, but it's not like they play themselves so often. They just happen to get matched up in the Champions League quite frequently um, to a degree, like every like three three years or so. And going into this game, it was like this seemed like a weaker Chelsea side to be facing uh, Barcelona, but it was just equally as competitive where it felt like Chelsea was dominating this game. A lot of the Willian really came out as like a star player, which like I've always known Willian is good, but it felt like I don't, he doesn't play as much as I wish he would. And when he sometimes like takes like a lesser role in some games, he was the like fucking alpha in this game. And his, uh, the comparison I loved was um, Raj from uh, Men in Blazers saying he's like the R and Robin, but instead of cutting in yeah. from the left, he cuts in to the right and like just, just a fucking howler of a shot, which both times his two shots bounce off the post yeah and and it's it's crazy like going into the game all the talk was about Messi. all the talk was about hazard and you know what both of them didn't shine as bright as william uh william do- dominated the game from the first minute and like kev said he smashed two beautiful curling shots off the post um and kev actually told me this and uh when it william was interviewed after the match uh the reporter basically asked, are you sad that you missed these two goals? And William William responded with, what are you talking about? I, I hit the post. I didn't I miss st- anything. Yeah, I didn't miss. And, and should have had a hat trick. <laughs> right. And and you know what? If, if these shots were an inch to the left or an mm. inch to the right, Chelsea would have had that 3-0 lead going in to the 60th minute. And William was so fucking brilliant alongside Hazard. And... 
it was just incredible to watch because I know you, I know me, I know basically every soccer fan in the world goes into this game thinking, yeah, Barcelona versus this Chelsea, Barcelona is going to fuck shit up. And the opposite was true. Antonio Conte has a lot of weaknesses in his squad and in his tactical decisions, but he could not have picked a better squad, could not have picked better tactics for this game. And it really showed, like you said, Chelsea fucking dominated. They looked like the big dogs. They looked mm-hmm. like the Chelsea's of the past. And William did finally break through. Uh, I, I I wanted to end on that because I hate Chelsea, but... Oh, nice. Sorry, sorry. I like it. I like it. I was musical. <laughs> I was just staring at the mic, and I just like looked up the floor, and he's just like, are you done? <laughs> <laughs> and, but... It's it's crazy to see William at this level because we all know what he can do, but for him to outperform everyone else on the field, fuck yeah, dude. I respect that. I'm like just like he's just such a sleeper. You I'm know, getting more beer. Are you gonna get more beer? Alright, I'll just talk. I'll just Um it is really, really just like impressive that the storyline going into this game was nothing but Messi, he's never scored against Chelsea. He's a um essentially uh Messi treats Chelsea like the one that got away. Um, so Messi coming into this game is like, okay, this is going to be the high school reunion. Um, she's going to be there. Um, this is my time to shine. This is my one shot to get this goal. And you know what? Messi went to the high school reunion, and he scored. And Martin's got more beer. Messi's no longer a virgin oh. at Stamford Bridge. Hey, congrats on the sex. Congrats on the sex, Messi. But again, like... Like we've said for basically every game that we've watched, it was so fun. Like if you if you say soccer's boring, if you say soccer's just not fun to watch, seriously watch any of these Champions League games. Um, I thought it, it, it was so cool to uh, see Chelsea go up against this behemoth that is Barcelona and come out with a result. And I seriously do think that they could have won this with the only problem coming from a youngster, a young Chelsea defender that is not named John Terry. Or Gary Cahill. Or Gary Cahill. It's, it it's, came, it, it's their white defenders. They always somehow fuck up. It's damn white people, man. I'll tell you what. But Christensen. <laughs> Sorry, I just imagine. I'm just, it's so funny that fucking Chelsea always has big white center backs. And they always have a reputation of being either really hot or really cold. And it's just, it's just, it's just like they just keep repeating the cycle. Time is a flat circle. Never forget that. Yeah, Chelsea just travels back. Uh, but yeah, Christensen just for once in the game makes a critical error. And he passes the ball in the, I think it was the 70th minute, 75th minute. He passes the ball from the corner of his own 18. And he passes it all the way across the box. And I, I know this sounds simple, but I was taught as a kid, Same. don't fucking put the ball across the box when you are on defense. That was probably the but first rule that I learned. Barcelona was like a high press. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's what they wanted. Right. Like Barcelona was literally like, man, it would be a real shame <laughs> if you pass this right across the 18. And what did he do? He did exactly that, which I think was kind of like a spaz move. He was mm-hmm. just like... He was nervous. His Buster from Arrested Development. I'm trying to say Buster from Arrested Development, but that's just an obscure reference. Um, it was such a weird pass because, like, when I see that done, I'm like, "That's what I do on Sunday League. I'm the one who causes these goals." <laughs> so, like, to see a professional do this, I mean, this kid's only like 
18 or like he's really young um and then as a tries to make a diving run at it he's like oh it almost seemed like it was happening in slow motion like no and then just and he has to just like tiptoes around him passes the Messi, and he couldn't have gifted a better goal uh it was it was crazy, but I want to talk about what Rio Ferdinand said after this game. Um, he was talking about Messi, and he said, I think, probably something that we should have said a long time ago. He said that Messi views this game, this fast-paced, this action-packed game, in slow motion. He views it like... Uh, uh, Neo what, from the Matrix? Yeah, actually, that was the exact oh, quote. What was it? Yeah. Oh, like Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Like, like Bill and Ted's excellent Rio Fernand actually okay. fucking said it. Wow. And Rio watches movies? I didn't know I that didn't before today. Yeah. Actually, but, I wonder what... Anyway, go on. <laughs> I just want to know what his movie collection's like. It probably... Probably weird. Probably weird, yeah. He's, a, he's an odd bird, but I thought that statement was really on point because when Iniesta took over that ball and he was able to get past Aspilalulu, Messi had two options. He had the option to dive into the box like a center forward normally does, like Lukaku, like Suarez, like uh, Lacazette, where they try and get in front of the defender so they can tap it in. Or he had the option to lay back. Hang back, yeah. Hang back and wait for that cutback. And he almost did this combination of both. He feigned like he was going to run into the Uh box and then Uh just stood there, stood there. And waited for Iniesta to find him. And this all happened... Like, this is the crazy part. This happened in three seconds or less. And he's able to process the defense, what he's supposed to do, and makes a decision within milliseconds. And then all he has to do is place the perfect ball past Courtois, and he does exactly that. So, I think that really says something about Barcelona. Messi's the GOAT. Yeah, Messi no, I- is incredible. Incredible! <laughs> I am not going to call him a goat because you know where my heart lies. But it's just incredible. You can't give him any opportunity. Otherwise, he's going to exploit your entire team and make he's you look like He's literally going to make you regret the shit out of it immediately. Right. Like, he's like, oh, you're going to pass it across to 18 when we're performing a high press. Oh, how, how you ki- stupid bitch. How kind of you. <laughs> um, it's it's really it's, – it's great for uh, – Messi because he's never scored against Chelsea, which is great for his accolades of like scoring against like the hundreds literally of teams. Every team. and, like literally like every goddamn team he scored against. And like when they were showing the list, I think it was Bleacher Report again, um my main source of news next to, you know, um nothing else here. No, 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 no. no, no. Um and just seeing like the scree like the scrolling of every team he scored against, I'm just like Dude, you could literally just have put any like you could have just made up a bunch of names of teams. I would have been like, yeah, of course, of course he scored against them. So it is pretty, pretty fascinating to finally see him score against Chelsea, which is just so weird to think that he hasn't. No, yeah, it's it's definitely weird, but he finally broke that curse. Congrats on the sex, Messi. But this this makes it really interesting for the return leg. Um, it's going to be in the camp new, so I'm going to put Barcelona ahead by a million. Um. But we're going to find out March 14th. Cannot wait. So let's jump to another game we don't have to talk about a lot. Manchester City versus uh, Basel. Oh, another just straight dicking. Um, again, like, if you told me, like, like me and Martin Larry before the game were like, yeah, this is probably going to be like 4 or 5 nil. Exactly that. It was just us, just Man City just, like, trying to make a statement game, but not really because we already know they're really good. Right. And the fact that they 
like even though they won this one nil, I'd be like, okay. But the fact that they, I think they were trying to be like, we're gonna make a statement in the Champions League that we're still really good. I wish they would have done that against Wigan. <laughs> so I now I have more doubts than like I don't feel as good because Basel is at least in the Champions League. Wigan is in League One. So for me, it was just a slaughter. Uh, Bernardo Silva getting a start. I'm starting to see more of him, which makes me happy that like they're actually starting him a lot. Uh, I don't really have much to say, honestly. Man City just dominated this match. Yeah, they did what we expected them to do and more. Um, I don't think there is a single non-dangerous part of that team uh, when they play their full squad. And it absolutely showed against the um, FC Basel, who apparently, if we're being very truthful right now, very honest, Wigan FC is better than FC Basel. That's true. They deserve a Champions League spot. They honestly, do. just give them the FA Cup like trophy. Because honestly, it's just... They deserve it. Who gives a fuck about the FA Cup? Honestly, if you beat the best team in the competition, just give it to them. I don't... I agree with I don't, that. Like, or just get rid of it. I don't... One <laughs> of the two. It, like, people are like, oh, the FA Cup used to mean so much. It's always meant the same thing. Like, it's... Like, it's... It's... You, it's we've changed what it meant. And I don't... I don't... Like, I just... If everyone's going to keep bitching about it, just get rid of it. Get rid of the League Cup. Just have Champions League and Premier League. Yeah, and I'm actually going to uh, piggyback on that shit. And I'm going to say, actually, get rid of the fucking League Cup. The Carabao Cup, whatever it's called this year. Get rid of it. Nobody cares about you. Just have the FA Cup for people to bullshit around the league and then the Champions League. The we don't Europa need a, league, we don't need a quadruple. That's no, not, that's, that's too much, that's man. That's so hard to even pronounce. Like the treble just sounds so like there's like a mystique to it. Like, it's like right. ooh, ooh, the treble. The treble. The quadruple sounds like really, dude. It sounds the like quadruple. A, it sounds like something from NBA. Like it sounds like it, it should be in the NBA, like a triple double. It's like it doesn't seem like it fits the sport. I hate the name of it. Everyone's making fun of Man City for not getting the quadruple, but at the same time, I don't even if they get the League Cup, Champions League, and the League, I'd still be like, yeah, they only got the double because I don't even consider the League Cup to be incorporated into this treble. Like the treble to me is FA Cup, Champions League, and whatever your league or well, you're like, if we're gonna go through every the top five leagues, it's like. Your one where you your FA Cup equivalent, which would be like Copa del Rey, um, Copa Italia, Copa Italia, Super Copa, um, whatever, and your league title, and then the Champions League. That's it. If you do this dumb shit, like fourth one, like I, 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 I don't count it. So just get rid of the League Cup at least. Like it just it sometimes it's too much of a good thing. And it hurts, it dilutes the sport to me. And you just play a bunch of youngsters, which is cool. But at the same time, like I prefer, like when I'm watching the top leagues, I want the best quality. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's almost the same as the World Cup opening it up to 48 teams. Dude, you're taking away some of the mystic, some of the fucking like holy shit. We can never get into this type of feel about it. And you know what? City fucked up one time, but they still just destroyed Basel. They're still 13, 15 points ahead in the league. And City's still City at the yeah, end of the fucking day. they're still day. really nice. They had one slip-up. Right. It's yeah. one out of three slip-ups slip, slip ups this entire season. So I think City's going to be A-OK, fuck them, all that, yada, yada, yada. So oh, are we, are we it's, doing this? I think it's time. Are we doing I this? I think it's time. Is it? Okay. Hold me back, bro. Are you, hold are you me, ready? Hold me the fuck hold back. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. All right. We can talk <laughs> about it. Um, so today's match, Manchester United versus Sevilla. Uh, nil-nil affair. 
But lots and lots to talk about. Um, for starters, uh, Paul Pogba on the bench. Yeah, let's start off with before that match. Um, this this was a very odd, very horrible game to watch. And it all started a couple days before. And we saw that Paul Pogba did not play against Brighton this weekend. He said he was sick. If you're sick, you're sick. That's totally fine by me. But Jose Mourinho seems to be in the mindset that Paul Pogba is picking the games that he wants to play in and feigning sickness, whatever. And that really shows that there's a rift. There's a feud. There's a gap between Pogba and Mourinho. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I just thought of a great word. A schism. A schism. That's a fucking SAT, ACT, law school, LDAC. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's not even a test. That, that's, it's a military, like, uh, Ex-military school. thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wait. changed into it's something. Not, it's not... No, we went to a military school, so <laughs> shout out to the Virginia Military Institute. Not I'm really. going. I'm going there next weekend because my little cousin is oh, going yeah, to be I um, about that. Uh, going to be staying overnight. So uh, shout out to VMI and all our VMI friends. Uh, <laughs> Mark, uh, what's it called? Uh, Warwick. Warwick. Came, no, no, Mark. I knew your name. If you're listening, <laughs> I knew your name. You big ginger. I just, you know, I'm kind of drunk. So, um, so it's that beer time. Sh- he was a special guest, our very ginger guest who came on the show one time. Also a United fan, so I feel like he's at the same place that i am right now um but i wanted to get your opinion as a as a third party no bias no nothing for united yes going into this game we see paul pogba was put on the fucking bench what is your immediate reaction because mine was are you fucking kidding me dude this is your best player and you're putting him on the bench yeah it seems like it's just i don't know it just seems like the whole like mindset of like Paul Pogba is uh, the your like staple player he's like your uh what's it called a franchise player right has totally changed from last year I mean the commercials there's like Pogba like the, all those like it seemed like he was your new Rooney you know what I mean like who's the face of your club this whole thing has gotten weird and the best comparison I can think of is the one that I didn't make uh, is uh, Stevie Nichol. Smarter people than us. Way smarter. Stevie Nichol, Liverpool legend, uh, manager of New England. uh, What's the MLS team? New England. Revolution? Revolution, thank you. Wait, he's the manager of it? He was. He won like a couple MLS Cups with them. I had no idea. Yeah, fun fact. If you didn't know, I mean, we don't give a fuck about MLS, but you know, I'll give credit when credit's due. Stevie Nichol. I had no idea. Shout out to Stevie Nichol. Nichol. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Anyway. Uh, he brought the comparison between how Mourinho treated Hazard in his final year at Chelsea two years ago, um, and how he didn't play him a bunch of games, and how he would like kind of like subsidize him and like put him to the side and like pick and choose when he played, and like it's there was a very it seemed like there was a rift yeah. between the two players, and you can see striking similarities between that and Pogba, um, and I think Stevie Nichol, and he only mentioned that in like passing but like it's been nothing but what me and martin have been talking about i was like this guy is fucking on one like he know that is such a good comparison that i get so excited about because i'm like wow that's horrible but that's yeah Yeah, i was about to say i'm not excited about this comparison at all i'm excited at good compare i i love when people like and i was just like and i it was it was so well done and it was only done in, like, the last three seconds of, like, this video where it was Craig Burley just shit-talking about Paul Pogba. Yeah, Kevin shoots me a text, like, halfway through our workday. He's like, yo, have you seen uh, Craig Burley talking about Paul Pogba? I'm like, 
no, and I don't want to. And then you're like, can you send me the link? (laughs) (laughs) So, well, I got it. I mean, but it's it's so true, dude. Like, it's just, it's reminiscent of those, like, crazy Jose, crazy Chelsea days. Because it's like he takes out, he takes the result out on his own players. Mm -hmm. And he makes scapegoats. And he hasn't said anything negative about Paul. He hasn't said anything negative about Paul. It's like when your but girlfriend his has actions a, do. Like it's like when your girlfriend has a bad day at work, oh. and then she's just like, "Hey, honey, what's going on? What's up, babe?" And she's just like, "It's well, good. Fuck uh, you, dude. dude. <laughs> oh no, it's very passive. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's, right. It's more like no emojis, no mm-hmm. explanation points. It's just like, yeah, it was good. Oh, periods, a, period. a lot of periods, a lot of periods, which I don't fuck with. Uh, yeah, no, I just. It's it's an, it's just it's insufferable. It is it oh, is the okay. deplorables. But going to the game itself, so this is a fifth place La Liga team. Sevilla is a good team, is a good team, but they are going up against Manchester United, a second place team in the most difficult league, a team that has been compiled due to a shitload of money, some transfers, and a broken fax machine machine, and. Manchester United was dominated from the first minute until the last minute. And most interestingly, like we just said, Pogba was put on the bench. But Ander Herrera, who took his place, got injured 17 minutes in. And Pogba went back on the field. And it's that type of shit. It's that type of shit. Jose Mourinho, you know Herrera is coming back from an injury. You know he should not play. But you play him to make a point in an argument with your own player and, that, and then bring it on, bring him on 17 minutes into the game wasting a substitution and just looking like a fool at the end of the day yeah he played that young pick mctenny what's his name mctominay 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 actually looked pretty, pretty good decent. yeah which is uh what's it called did you say like uh keen roy keen was uh trying to say no like, no 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 uh, oh this is actually cool okay um, go on, yeah it about was this kid. So yeah. we're talking about the kid who uh scott started. mctominay and he took paul pogba's starting place yes and um i think it was a month ago two months ago uh sir alex ferguson basically everything that i achieved to be my love my idol everything uh, pulls Jose Mourinho aside after a game, and he, he points to Scott McTominay, who's a youngster. He's 21 years old. And he says, you should play him more. You should play him. And, I mean, to Mo's credit, he heard him, and he started He's someone who doesn't him, no. take uh, any right. advice <laughs> <Right>. but, <laughs> or criticism. Right. And so McTominay starts, which was iffy. Iffy, one hundred percent. Champions League, exactly. First leg not, ahead of Lingard, not away. <laughs> right. So, definitely a weird place to start listening to Sir Alex. But you know what? You 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 did listen. You pick to your him. shots, right? <laughs> so it was just weird to see Paul Pogba like put on the bench for a punishment, having Scott McTominay, having um, uh, Ander Herrera both starting over Pogba. And then having that whole tactic blow blow up in his face 17 minutes in. And Paul Pogba's performance was reflected of Manchester United's performance the entire night. Manchester United didn't win any second chance balls. They did not press Sevilla, even though they should have and could have. They did not try to defend at fucking all. Every single time a uh, Sevilla attacker got in the box, 
It was like a goddamn museum. They couldn't touch. They couldn't talk. They couldn't do anything but look at the Sevilla fucking attacker. And it didn't matter if it was Aver Benega or Jesus Navas or anybody else on Sevilla. The partnership of Chris Smalling and Eric Lindelof is horrendous because they don't fucking try and make a tackle. They will just watch. They watch. And they watch as Valencia has to come in from the right wing to put pressure on a player or that's Ashley in the Young, either Or vice, Ashley vice, Young. Vice versa, yeah. And it's just, it's just lazy. It's fucking mediocre. And that... Lackadaisical. Lackadaisical. And I, I love I, that I'm word. I'm fucking hitting people with the words tonight. Let's Damn. go. Damn. But that's what we were. We were that lazy Manchester United that we have seen, that I have seen over the past... How many years since Sir Alex left? Five years now? One year with Davin Moyes, two it's years with Louis Vengel. God, I that fucking it. hurts. So, to see this fucking laziness, it's just, it's depressing. Because it doesn't matter if your manager's shit. It doesn't matter, matter if he plays the wrong tactics, which I think Jose Mourinho absolutely did. Individually, it's up to you to step up. As a player on Manchester United, with a club as historied as Manchester United, where you had defenders like Rio, Vidic, Roy Keane, um, and everyone who put their their own body on the line for this team, to go from that to see where Manchester United is today, man, it's it's fucking depressing. Like I almost cried just watching the match. I mean, your only saving grace is to know that we. I think we can finally say what you've been saying for a while, but I can at least finally say David De Gea is the best goalkeeper in the world. And I know you're looking at me like, well, well duh. Duh. <laughs> well, yeah. Have you not seen the past five years? <laughs> you, you think? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like I'm still holding on to Neuer for some reason. Cause when but I first you got, shouldn't. I don't, I don't think sorry, Neuer is sorry. probably like two. These, these emotions are going yeah, out. No, 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 no. So let me let me just say, like when I first started getting really into soccer, Neuer was like the staple. He was mm-hmm. like, like when someone asked like, who's the best goalkeeper in the world? You'd be, like, you'd be like, mm-hmm. Neuer, Neuer. And like for me, like I think I'm still holding on to that. And... I've been watching Dev De Gea be absolutely brilliant the past couple of years, but I still have been holding on to Neuer, and I think I'm just going to be like, well, let go, Neuer, Neuer, Neuer. And I'm, I've let go. I've let go. You and have. I think, I, think, um, I think I've let go, and I think I've officially chosen David De Gea as much as it might pain me as – it doesn't because I don't have anything against him, just United. But it just – I – He's the best goalkeeper in the world, and it was evident during this game in several examples, especially that one header that was just so brilliant that should have gone in the back of the net, but he reaches out his right hand and just goes right over the back of the net, and I have no idea how he had the hand strength to get that go over the net. I mean, there were several examples throughout this game. He had eight saves during this game, and... David De Gea saved your guys' ass, and it's deja vu, deja vu, after, over, and over again, where this happens. And I feel like, I know you're, like, very locked on to say that David De Gea is going to stay at United, but my point to you is, is that, like, you have to keep dealing with these nincompoops in front of you, these Chris Smallings and these Linovolves. Excuse my French for using nincompoop. But, and Lindelof. I'm and pretty Lindelof. sure that's a curse word sure in Japanese word, yeah. or something. Or smalling is definitely like you have a small dick. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he has to deal with these like mediocre defensemen in front of him that it's just like it makes him shine. 
obviously, because he has to deal with more shots. But at the same time, he has to deal with this club where he thinks he could probably go on to, say, a Real Madrid or, say, a Barcelona or whomever, a Bayern Munich, which, I mean, well, Neuer. But what I'm saying is where I I know you've been so locked on to say he's going to save the club. And I don't want to make you sad. I don't want to make you depressed. But, I mean, with results like this where, like, he's literally, like, when you have a goalkeeper save you time, like, get you a clean sheet like that and you don't win – I could see some doubt in his mind. No, and that that's totally fair. I mean, for God's sakes, a broken fax machine. A broken fax machine. Allegedly. Allegedly kept David De Gea at Real Madrid three years ago. And thank God for that. Because if you look at the past five years, um, since Sir Alex left, and you look at each player that is on Manchester United's team from that time, David De Gea is the one who stands out. He's been the best, the most crucial player every single fucking year. In fact, the boys won the past three Player of the Year for Manchester United. Player of the Year awards. Our goalkeeper is winning this. And I think that really goes to show his importance to the team and his skill level. Because no goalie in another league another team is going to win the player of the year um we saw it with uh Mahrez. we saw it with conte we saw it with hazard we saw it with uh i don't know who your player of the year but i fucking bet it wasn't check um same with real madrid no. it definitely wasn't Kaylor novice same with uh <coughs> barcelona it definitely wasn't ter Stegen. juventus wasn't Gigi. so if you go to any other team and you look at their player of the year it's probably a midfielder or an attacker and ours is our goalie and that really tells you a lot about not only his skill, but the club, but the club that we are so reliant on this man who, like you said, I don't think there is a question anymore. He is the best fucking goalkeeper in the world right now to the point where his great saves are just judged as good as yeah, David. Yeah, David that's what he Dehaia, does. Yeah, he, he just fucking oh, yeah. saved it. Oh, oh. Yeah, it looks like something he would right, do. Right, and the argument I would see that someone could make, which is a stupid argument, but is I could see why they would make it, is people would be like, "Oh, well, he's not like the the Bravos or Neuers or like uh, Edersons who don't pass out from the who back." Who cares? No, 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 yeah, wait, that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah, is because like that's not his goal i understand that like the it's the goalkeeper's position has adapted and is sort of changed to a different type of like kind of like uh like the tight end used to not the block and do all these different things for the football and now the tight end is a very versatile position they've tried to they've kind of done that of goalkeeping where they're like oh well we can kind of make him into a midfielder and get the ball out farther downfield or pass it out um which is cute I if it when it works it's amazing, but when it doesn't it really backfires. A goalkeeper's job is to keep the ball out of the back of the net. And if That's I was gonna it. and if mm-hmm. I was gonna say like who's the best at keeping the ball out of the back of the net, David Gea from so, any distance, yes. from any range, from any player angle exactly because he does his job. He doesn't like we were talking earlier in this pod. Fucking Claudio Bravo flashes his tits in a bar. He doesn't have to worry about that shit because he knows his role. He stays in his fucking lane. He doesn't try and dribble. He doesn't try and pass beautiful balls because he knows at the end of the fucking day, all he has to do is keep the ball out of the net. Keep and a clean he sheet. That, he has the most. Exactly. He does that better than anybody else in the world right now, in my own opinion. But I want I want to say this, and this is this is the God's honest truth. I think Sevilla should have won that game. Sevilla oh, yeah. played 
beautifully. They played beautiful football, but I, I tweeted this earlier. The highlight of this game was seeing Jesus Navas again. Dude, those eyes, man. <sighs> Holy get, fuck. I get lost in them. I do. Every time. <laughs> I just start hearing, like, um, the Titanic music start playing. Like, What are those, like... What are those Greek... Statues? No, 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 no. Those Greek, like... They're mythological creatures. Oh, the sirens. The sirens. That's yeah. what I like imagine his as, eyes are. You're yeah. lost at sea, and they start, like, hypnotizing you and drawing you in. And That's you, what he does with his and, eyes. And then, like, I feel like if you're, like, it's, um, it reminds me of, like, semi-pro. When they put the eyeliner on their eyes yes. or whatever, they're like, look at me. Look at me. I'm right here. I'm right here. Oh, oh, where's the ball? Where's the ball? That's what I imagine he does, but just with his natural eyes, and they're so beautiful. Like, imagine if Giroud had his eyes. Giroud would rock no, it up sure too. Be, I'm pretty sure he'd be the president of the world. Like I think it'd be. They would create a new position, like the UN president of good looks. Um, oh, oh, did we just create a new position at UN? No, Listen to us. I think we just created world peace. Giroud creates uh, world peace. Uh, we transplant his eyes into, into everyone. <laughs> Because how could you ever be mad at someone? You just look into their eyes and you'd be like, they're so beautiful. Um, but yeah, it was quite a match to watch and see Sevilla dominate most of the match. But Manchester United, one after another, just worked their way out of it. And uh, Lukaku, uh, Sanchez switching it up. And like it just it just didn't seem like there was a lot of heart in the Manchester United side. No, and and it was evident from the defenders to the attackers and like you said there there just wasn't heart. There wasn't fight in the Manchester United squad. And you know what? I I mean, as you know and as our fucking listeners probably know at this point, I'm a huge proponent of youth development. I'm a huge proponent of trusting your players that you have and in the process. Yeah, trust the <clears throat> Trust the process. And you know what? I talk shit about that Alexi transfer. I didn't want that Alexi transfer. And you know what? I seriously think that we are seeing the negative effect of this Alexi transfer. You know who has not played since Alexi got transferred in or has not started? Jesse fucking Lingard. Messi fucking Lingard. Yo, Jesse Lionel Messi. And <laughs> sorry, I can't, yeah. I can't. I can't. I try to keep it together as After long just as I watching could. Watching Messi in the Champions League, I just like they're not even fucking. No, there. no. <laughs> but it's crazy because I don't think we needed Alexi, and he he's. I don't want to put the blame on Alexi because I don't think he's the cause of the blame. But Alexi was not the answer to our problems, and we can see this because. Rashford, Martial, and Lingard all did not start. And in ch- instead, Jose Mourinho chose McTominay, Mata, and Alexis Sanchez. And we looked like ass the entire game. We did not look like we had any heart or any purpose in the game from Lukaku to Alexi to anybody else on the field. Because Sevilla was winning every second chance ball. Sevilla was keeping possession. Sevilla aggressive. was playing that high Very press. Very aggressive. Exactly. Sevilla was playing how we should have played. And that's pathetic at the end of the fucking day for Manchester United to play worse than a fifth place La Liga team. And not just play worse, but absolutely be dominated. I just want to bring up the stats at the 70th minute real quick. Yeah, go for it. Um, I, It's just... I like I root for EPL, even though Manchester United is, uh, is a rival to Arsenal, obviously. Kind of. But... I'm, 
We're yeah, like I mean, the like, odd rivalry. We're, we're like, like that we, Chelsea. We were like a, we were like an early two thousands rivalry. Right, right, right. And then back when we were really good. Yeah. Well, no, that's back when we were really good. You guys continued to be good till like two thousand twelve. And then we stopped being good around like two thousand six, two thousand eight. So like, Oof. Um, shit. I'm gonna put down four? that two thousand four after the invincible we season. A, we went to a Champions League final in two thousand six. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, so did you and lost. Yeah, we won in 2008. It's oh, totally fine. All right, all right, whatever. Are you, but, pulling, are you pulling up your stats? I got the stats. All I got right, the stats. Your, talk about the fucking stats. <laughs> so this was in the you 80th minute. <laughs> this was in the 80th minute. So the possession stats, Sevilla had 54% to our 46. The attempts, the goal attempts, the shots shot, shooters going to shoot. Sevilla took that mantra to heart and shot 20 fucking times. Compared to United's four times. The corners, 12 in Sevilla's favor to United's four. And you know what? That should never, never happen to Manchester United. It should be a more physically dominating team mm-hmm. than a La Liga team. At least, right, that's, what, that, right. at least that's what the narrative has always been. The fake news, I and, guess. And you know what? La Liga. I mean, Sevilla's won two Euro championships. And, you know, it's... It was very evident today that we shouldn't sell short some of the top teams in La Liga because they will come at you and they will be very aggressive. But I will say know. that Chelsea, Liverpool, City, Tottenham could probably wipe Sevilla. I think this is more of a Manchester United problem like than a, a EPL thing. problem. Mm-hmm. But it was a shit fucking game. I was pissed off the entire time. And I don't think I ever want to watch Manchester United play again, especially since they played Chelsea this weekend. It's going to be fucking uh, painful. Woof. Um, well, guys, this has been so much fun. Uh, we have finally have EPL back. I've missed it Thank so you. much. Um, if you guys want to give us a follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Lads Podcast, um, or lads underscore podcast for Twitter, you you twittering twits twats. Um, so please come check us out. Um, this has been a lot of fun, and make sure to check out stadiumscene.com. Yeah, peace, guys. See you guys next week. <laughs>